Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Igniting Hearts with Benjamin and Tara Dietrich. Yeah, we're so excited to be with you again. We just got back from Israel a couple weeks ago. Benjamin, are you done with being jet lagged? Do you think we're good? <laughs> I think I'm done. I think I'm done. Thanks to coffee. We love coffee. <laughs> And anyone who's been to Israel before probably has heard of Aroma. We kind of lived oh. on Aroma coffee while we were there. Aroma. <laughs> Aroma. <laughs> it was so good. But we are happy to be home with family, with our children, of course, with our friends. And we're so excited to share with you again today. So we do want to remind you, just go ahead and click the like and subscribe button. Um, we want to get this message out. We want to encourage as many people as possible. And so you help us by doing that, by liking it, subscribing, and even reviewing our podcast just really helps get the message out. So if you could do that for us, that would be so awesome. But Benjamin's going to um, just open it up and we're going to share with you something that we have on our hearts. Absolutely. Yeah. Actually, it's something that Tara saw in the spirit. And when I heard this vision that she had, I said to her, we've got to do our next podcast on this vision because it is applicable to not just individuals, but to the global body of Christ, the larger body of Christ. So I wanted her to share this as we kind of delve in today. I thought it was so powerful. So Tara, just share you know, what you saw in the spirit. We were in the middle of an incredible prophetic church service. This particular Sunday, the prophetic was really flowing and moving. And as words were being released, I went somewhere in a vision mm. and immediately I saw the potter's wheel. And as I saw the potter's will, I immediately saw the Father God um, looking at um, used vessels, vessels that had already been created and in use. But I saw him take those vessels and almost slap them back mm -hmm. on to the potter's wheel. And um, it, it was obviously in the spirit, they were being reformed and reshaped. Um, and so the potter, you know, like a cup is on the potter's will. These vessels, just remember, they've been used. And so some of them had cracks. Some of them looked worn. They looked older. And as the father put them back on the potter's wheel. He began to mold them and reshape them and renew them. He began to seal up the cracks in these, these um, used vessels. And then not only that, as he was reforming and reshaping and renewing these vessels, these cup-like structures, all of a sudden he took his hands and he widened the cups almost to a, a larger bowl capacity. So what was a cup, what was a smaller um, opening of the cup, all of a sudden got pushed, the pressure of his hands pushed the widening of their capacity into these larger um, bowls, larger vessels. And I immediately asked the Lord, you know, what does this mean? What are you speaking? And I felt like the Lord was 
in an individual way and also a corporate way, just sharing with me how um, those that have felt like used, those who have been even um, with the Lord in ministry, um, being used in certain capacities and almost have been feeling worn out and maybe have been broken in some ways in the old season. The Lord is afresh, putting them back on his potter's wheel and he's renewing them, that their season isn't done, that they're not, um, you know, the broken ones aren't going to be disposed of or thrown away, but he has a renewing and a refreshing for us in this season. But it's not just that. Our capacity for what we held in the old season cannot what's coming in the new season because there's more. And that even spoke to the word that Jody um, Hughes, our friend of ours spoke. She was talking about there's more oil coming. There's more oil coming. And immediately I saw our vessels being widened. So what we were carrying in the past season, we are going to have a larger capacity to carry in this new season. Um, And so I was just so overcome because I know for me in the old season, I felt like, God, like I'm, I'm tired. I'm worn out. You know, I, I've run, um, you know, a part of my race, but God, I, I, I want to keep running, but I almost feel like I need more gas in the tank. And it was God's encouragement to me. And I know to many, many others that, he, a refreshing is coming, a renewing is coming. Those those places that you felt were broken are he's repairing them. He's sealing every crack. Wow. And um, he's not only renewing and refreshing us, but he's also widening our capacity. So wow. that's that's just the vision that the Lord shared with me and showed me as we were in worship and in this prophetic flow um, as a congregation. Wow. That's so powerful. You know, I, I'm actually reminded of this article I saw one time, and some of you watching may have seen this as well, but there is a a certain artistry in Japan where when a vessel is broken, a piece of pottery gets broken, they actually don't throw it away. They put gold in the cracks. And so the thing that was once the place of brokenness actually becomes the place of beauty. And I'm, I'm reminded of that. And maybe that can speak to some people who are watching this, that you feel like you've been broken in the last season, but God is actually going to make that broken place a place of beauty. But not only this, this beautiful brokenness, but also the expanding. And so we felt that this was a word that would really reach and touch many of you, not only uh, leaders and ministers, but just all of us, all of us that are called with the ministry of reconciliation, the Bible says that we are all ministers, whether we're a stay-at-home mom, a stay-at-home dad, a teacher, a mechanic, uh, somebody that is you know, a janitor, whatever it might be, no matter who you are, where you are, where you come from, we are all ministers and we can all have an impact for the kingdom of God. It's not just ministers or people with a microphone. And so I really was touched by this. And we felt that there was places where the Lord would have us respond to this word. And so we're going to give you four keys just briefly today. And those keys are this. Number one is willingness. You could call it humility, but we really felt we wanted to call it willingness, being willing to get on the potter's wheel. Number two is trust. 
to trust the Lord. Number three is intimacy, that place of where the clay is being formed by the potter. There's close proximity. The hands are in the clay. It's being moved. It's being molded. There's intimacy there. And number four is being willing to be stretched, expanding our capacity. And so with this whole thing of willingness and brokenness, Tara, don't you think that some of the 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 you know issue here is actually being willing to get back on the potter's wheel some people could say well i'm actually already a vessel i'm actually already useful people can drink water from me they can pour things in me they can do obviously we're speaking allegorically but don't you think that part of the issue here is actually being willing to get back on the wheel what do you think Absolutely. Especially in the vision that I saw, these vessels that he was reaching for, that he was grabbing for were were used vessels. They weren't half, you know, done projects that he was still in the midst of completing and working. And uh, that's why it kind of went against my natural mind, because usually when the potter's done, they get fired Mm-hmm. And then they're set. And so you can't right. put them back on the wheel. It's just right. impossible to do that. The clay is set. It's done. Um, but in my vision, that's exactly God. God is God. You know, he He can do whatever he wants to do. And that's exactly what he did. He took used vessels that were already completed and put them back on the wheel. Wow. And I think um, the key to willingness is... Um, letting our minds, you know, say, there's still more you can do with me. Yeah, that's you know, so good. I, I think, like I said, it went against my natural mind. And I think that's that some of us who have been doing the same old thing for so long, it's hard to get out of cycles. It's hard to get out of patterns. Mm-hmm. And it's hard to, you know, even the good things, good ministry assignments, good business assignments, any, it, it, God is not just calling us to lay aside that those obvious things that aren't good for us, but sometimes Mm -hmm. it's the good things that he's also asking us to lay aside for the greater glory. Right. You know, and so we have to be willing to even be brought to the potter's will and let him take away even the things that we're like, but I like that. I mm-hmm. don't take that away. You know, mm-hmm. sometimes he's calling us to even lay aside those things that we treasure, but God's saying, I have more, wow. I have more for you. So. Wow. What you're saying is so important because oftentimes I think what we believe that God is looking for from us is completion or perfection. And what God is looking for from us is willingness, willing to be broken, willing to be formed again. And I love what you said, that sometimes those things that look good, they can be the enemy of the greater that God is wanting to call us into. And we've got to be willing to be reformed in order to be expanded. These vessels that you saw in your vision, they couldn't have been expanded if they weren't first willing to get back on the potter's wheel and be stretched and be formed and be molded again. I love Psalm 51. It says this, the sacrifices of God are a broken spirit, a broken and a contrite heart. Oh God, you will not despise. In other words, he is near to those that are broken, to those that are willing to say yes to him. Another favorite verse of mine is Isaiah 66, one and two. It says, thus says the Lord, heaven is my throne and the earth is my footstool. Where then is a house you could build for me? And where is a place that I may rest? When you think of the potter forming the clay, his hands are resting in the clay as that clay is spinning 
on the potter's wheel? Where is the place that I can rest? For my hands made all these things, Mm -hmm. uh, declares the Lord. But to this one, all to this one, I will look to him who is humble and contrite of spirit and who trembles at my word. So God isn't looking for vessels that say, hey, we're good as we are, God. We don't need you. We don't need to be reformed. We don't need to be put back on the potter's wheel. God is looking in this hour prophetically for vessels that are willing to be reformed. And you you shared a statement with me, Tara. You said, I've got to be willing to let go of my past in order for my future to look different. And you were talking about trust. So let's move into the second key now. Talk to me about trust and how you saw trust playing a part in this vision that you received. I think trust is so key, um, mm-hmm. especially for, you know, again, in the vision, it was used vessels. Mm-hmm. Right. And so the these vessels talking about us, we're his vessels. We're, we're that, that's, that's what, the vision was it, it's right. us. It's a metaphor for our lives. Right. And so those of us who may be seasoned in whatever the task is that the Lord has given us to do along the way, there's bumps, there's bruises. I even saw in some of those vessels brokenness. Mm-hmm. And so these vessels have, um, obviously, you know, um, what's the right word, um, endured pain and mm-hmm. endured things that may have broken our trust to be placed in anyone's hands. Mm-hmm. But and so when, when the potter, God, Jesus grabbed those vessels, it's almost like we have to be willing to allow ourselves to be safe in his hands again and to mm-hmm. trust that he won't break us, that this is for our good. It's not for our destruction, that he's putting us back on his will. He's not disposing of us because of our brokenness possibly, or because Mm -hmm. of those things in our minds that are saying, we're not perfect. You know, I've tried this and I wasn't good enough the first time. Um, So you're done with me. I mean, let's, let's not lie. All of us, possibly have had those thoughts go through our head and God is saying, no, like, let me put you on my wheel. Let me heal you. Let me, um, let me patch you. Let me, um, seal your cracks so that not only can you be usable again, but I can also entrust you with more because that was the end goal. It wasn't just to be used again and whole again, but it was also to be entrusted with more. He wants to give us more. Um, And so just to trust that his will for us is goodness. It's not for our harm, but it's for our good. That's so good. You know, many times when the Lord is wanting to expand us and he picks us up to reform us, We think he wants to take something away from us. You know, some of you, I'm actually getting this as a word of knowledge right now. Some of you that are watching this, you've even lost your jobs and you've lost your positions. It wasn't because you did anything wrong. It wasn't because you weren't on time for work or you didn't work hard or any of that. You lost your job. You lost your position. There's somebody specifically that is watching. It was actually very unjust. But the Lord wants you to know right now as you're watching this that it was for your good. It was for your benefit. He needed to move you out of that place in order to bring you to a new place. And it's a place of experience expansion. And so hear this word from Tara and hear this word from the Lord, even more importantly, that when God picks you up to reform you, when God takes away something of a purpose, because that's what you're talking about. 
the purpose that these vessels had in the past, when they were put back on the potter's wheel, when they were reformed, they no longer had the same purpose. It was a different purpose. A narrow vessel is like a cup, but a broad vessel, it's like a serving plate or a serving vessel, which I think is really cool. But those that are watching that this word is for, the Lord did not take you to reform you, to take something away from you, to hurt you. You need to trust him, which is the second key we're talking about, that he is He has taken that away and actually to change your purpose and to expand you for the future. So I was just getting that as a word of knowledge. This is so good, Tara. I want to talk now about the third key, which is the key of intimacy, which this might be even the most important key. We all know the scripture. We all know the verse that says that people would come to Jesus on that day. And I believe these aren't just fivefold ministers or people with a church or a microphone or whatever, that that we, the body of Jesus, anyone who believes in Jesus would come to him on that day and say, Lord, didn't I cast out demons in your name? Didn't I heal the sick in your name? Didn't I cleanse the leper in your name? And he'll say, depart from me. I never knew you. Some of you watching may know, and some of you may not know. That word knew is the same connotation as when Adam knew his wife and his wife bore a child. In other words, it's intimacy. There was intimacy. In other words, Jesus is saying, I never had intimacy with you. I never was close to you. So depart from me. Even though you did the stuff, you did the stuff without having the intimacy. And so many times it's what we were talking about earlier. It's like God is looking for completion and perfection. He's looking for this and that. He wants us to be fruitful. He wants us to have this worldwide reach. When God is saying, no, all I'm looking for is your heart. All I'm looking for is to put my hands inside and to form and fashion you. You know, the Bible says we have this treasure in jars of clay. As we've been talking about this, I've seen that a little bit differently. When the when the potter is forming the clay, he has his hands inside the clay. And I was thinking about that verse and thinking of it a little bit differently. The treasure in the jar of clay is actually his hands. It's him inside. That's the treasure that we have in the jar of clay. And it's intimacy. It's intimacy with the Lord. Everything comes back to that place of intimacy. And I know you've got a lot to share on this, Tara. So share with us this third key, the key of intimacy. Yeah. And I just want to say this, just as you were sharing that scripture, Benjamin, Mm -hmm. every time I hear that scripture, I don't know about you, but it's like the fear of the Lord comes to me, especially being in ministry and doing his works and, Mm -hmm. you know, um, giving our life over to a a call of, you know, healing, miracles, signs, wonders, freedom, deliverance, all of that. When I hear that, I just have a fresh kind of baptism in the fear of the Lord because I'm like, God, I don't want to get so consumed with doing. I don't want to just be a vessel that has a job description. I want to be filled with the glory of the Lord. I want to be filled with your hands. I I want every part of me to reflect the potter, not even myself, because the potter's forming us to have our own identity, but it's an identity that's shaped and given by him. And that's part of the intimacy that I think we have to embrace and know is just being intimately intimately aware of who he is and the divine imprint that he's given us to carry in this earth. And um, because it's all a reflection of him. And um, so I just wanted to also just throw it back on on you, Benjamin. What what do you feel like that looks like to you being mm-hmm. intimate 
more intimate with the Lord in this place of allowing him to reform Mm -hmm. you in a new way. Absolutely. I know I've been personally through many seasons where I felt like the Lord took me and took away the purpose I did have and formed me into a new purpose. And in each of those seasons, I had to trust his goodness. Yeah. I had to trust that he knew what he was doing. So it's it's ridiculous, you know, isn't it? That we sometimes think we know what's better for our lives than the Lord. You know, it's absolutely ridiculous, but all of us do it. Every single one of us do it. <laughs> You know, when God says, I'm going to do a new thing, I'm going to change this, I'm going to change that. We're like, no, God, I I like this better. I like this path better. I like this trajectory better. When God is saying, no, I know better, son. I know better, daughter. I know better for your life than you do. But it's hard, isn't it? It's hard sometimes. It sounds good. It sounds so spiritual. And it's absolutely the truth. But when it comes down to it, it's hard. So for me, it's been really the key of trusting. And then the key of intimacy for me has been not trying to regiment it in my life. Because sometimes in a season when God is doing something new in you and actually taking you from one purpose to another, you're exhausted, you're tired. And and sometimes for me, I've been burned out, not because of what the Lord called me to, but because of the flesh that got in the way as I was trying to do what God called me to do. And that burned me out. And so sometimes Jesus taking me from one season to another, I'm tired. And so if I say, you know, I'm gonna get up every morning at six and pray with the Lord because that's what intimacy looks like. I have failed so horribly with that every single time I've tried to do that because then I'm I'm putting tiredness on top of more tiredness. So regimenting that has never worked for me. What has worked for me is feeling and responding to the love of God. And it could be at two in the morning. It could be at six in the morning. It could be at three in the afternoon. It could be while I'm watching something on Netflix and I hear the call of God, come away from this and get away with me because I want to speak with you. I want to, I want to have fellowship with you. I want to have intimacy with you. I want you to worship me. I want you to hear my words. I want you to read my word. So it's responding to the voice of our, of the lover of our soul, responding to the voice of the master, responding to the voice as he is calling us into that place of intimacy. So for me, it hasn't been this regimented thing. It's been responding to him. The Bible says this, we love him because he first loved us. I actually personally believe it's impossible for a human being to love the Lord unless we are first drawn by his love for us. It's not our virtue that is seeking out the Lord. It's his goodness that is calling us and we can respond to that or not. And so for me, it's been a yieldingness and a willingness and a responding to the voice of the lover of my soul as he calls me into that place of intimacy and asks me to trust him that he knows what he's doing far better than I know what he's doing for my own life. That's a little bit of what it's looked like for me. How about for you? And I think just to remember, Mm -hmm. because I I keep going back to the vision that I had Mm -hmm. used vessels, right? These are vessels that aren't new. They've, they've had a purpose before. And sometimes we can get stuck in old patterns of even our intimacy with the Lord. Mm -hmm. And Benjamin and I, we've been married for 12 years, you know, that's babies to some of you out there that might be listening. And it's, you know, we might be the old married folk to some of you all (laughs) other people who are listening to us, but we've been together for married for 12 years together for 18 or 19 years. Right, honey. Something like that. Yeah. Dated a long time before we got married. And I have to say our intimacy and our relationship with each other now looks very different than it did even five years ago, especially 
10 years ago when we were first married. And I, I have to say it's deeper. It's more connected. We, we know each other, even just by giving each other a look sometimes. Right. Can I say this too? It's not, it's not so much focused now on doing Right. As it, as it used to be, it's focused now more on being yeah. like it used to be when we were dating or first married, like, let's go on a trip or let's go to a fancy restaurant or let's, you know, go to a movie or whatever. Now it's like, what do you want to do? I don't know. Let's cuddle on the couch. Let's just sit and be or let's sit and talk, you know, and I think that's it mirrors our relationship with the Lord, doesn't it? Like yeah. not so much on doing as we grow with the Lord. It's not so much about doing as it is Our about function. Being. Yeah. yeah. So I didn't mean to interrupt you. I just. Oh, no, just... it's so good. It's so good. Exactly. So it's it's a perfect picture right. of what I feel like the Lord is drawing us into in this new season of our capacity being widened for him and for his glory and for what he wants to pour out. We have to intimately know and trust his hands, Mm -hmm. trust his character, trust his goodness, because it's a new thing that he's doing. But at the same time, we do have that history with him that we can trust him and that we know that he is good and that we know that even in the widening, being widened is not easy. Right. Being stretched out is not always a comfortable thing to be stretched out, but we can trust him and his love and his goodness for him and allow him to do that because we intimately are aware of who he is and his character and his heart towards us. I can trust my husband's voice of maybe loving, lovingly correcting me or lovingly challenging me in a way in this season, because I know his heart for me is always good, always for my benefit, always for um, it to be a good thing in my life. And that's the same with God, our father. We can trust that his hands, when he starts stretching us and he starts challenging us to um, open up in ways that we're like, we didn't do that in the past. Like I, I don't need to do that. When he challenges us to do that, we can trust him because we know him intimately in our lives. And and doing that is cultivating that time with him in prayer in quiet time, in worship, and mm-hmm. just in, in in the word of God, knowing the truth of what the word says his character is for us and to mm-hmm. us. Um, so so there, there's some keys there for you in that. So good, Tara. This this has been so rich. We really play that this has been a blessing to you. We're, we're going to end like this with the fourth key. And the fourth key is a prophetic declaration. God is expanding your capacity for divine purpose. And in that, you've got to be willing. You've got to trust. You've got to have intimacy. Without intimacy, expansion of ministry without intimacy is really not God's pattern. Right. The expansion comes from intimacy. And actually, the growth comes from the new wine. When God pours out new wine, here's the thing about new wine. And we just did a another one of these, another Igniting Hearts with Pastor Paul Johnson from Indiana. We were talking about the new wine. One of the things we shared in that was that the the, the Bible says you don't pour new wine into old wineskins. And here's the reason. New wineskins stretch. Older wineskins are more seasoned and they're more brittle. They don't stretch. Both of them are good. 
both the old and the new wineskins are good. That's why Jesus said you don't want to pour new into old because then it's wasted. He wasn't about wasting the new wine or the old wineskin. That's just for free. But here's the thing about new wine. When new wine is poured into a wineskin, it has gases, it has it has fermentation, it has some reality that, that deals with fermentation. But here's what it does. These gases cause the the skin to expand so when god pours out something new when god is doing something new it's always going to bring expansion but expansion apart from the new wine expansion apart from the flexibility that comes from trust and intimacy results in waste and so god doesn't want any of that let me read this to you as a prophetic declaration (laughs) first chronicles (laughs) amen first chronicles 4 10 says this now jabez called on the god of israel saying oh that you would bless me indeed and enlarge my border or my territory and that your hand might be with me and that you might keep me from harm that it may not pain me or that i might not cause pain and here's what it says and god granted him what he requested you are being stretched you are being expanded there's new wine being poured out not for your destruction but for your good yield to the hand of the master yield to the hand of the potter because he is expanding you to enlarge your capacity to bless the world around you wherever you are called and each of us have a different calling but it's equal in the sight of god different calling different measure different scope but equal in value to the hand of the master a little lump of clay a big lump of clay a vessel that looks like this a vessel that looks like that they're equal in value to the hand of the master he loves them all and he loves you and he has a purpose and destiny for your life so he's he's forming you he's expanding you he's stretching you not to break you and destroy you but to give you something better than you had in the first place honey any closing thoughts yeah, I just, um, as you were sharing that, I was just getting stirred up and I just felt like a bubbling. Um, I felt like the Holy Spirit whispered to me that there's even some of you who have cried out for change, mm-hmm. who wow. have cried out for the new thing, who have said, God, like, use me, use me. I don't want to be left behind. I don't want to be even stuck where I am. I want the new thing. But the Holy Spirit is saying you have to stretch. And so when I felt like the Lord, uh, even when Benjamin was saying that the Lord uses those new, it's, it has to be a new wineskin because of the stretching. And and some of you have cried out, use me, but God is saying you have to be made new. You have to be a willing to stretch. And so I, I just even speak that as a encouragement to you that God is saying, yes, but we have to stretch. We have to be willing to allow the Lord to stretch us, to make us new, to make us fresh. And again, I know that sometimes that's not comfortable. I know that sometimes that that means sacrifice, but it's unto the more. It's unto the very thing that you've been crying out for. And so I just felt like the Lord wanted to just encourage you in that, that, that yes, He has more for you and it's time to stretch. So good. So good, Tara. What a powerful vision. Be encouraged, be blessed. God has a purpose and destiny for your life, your life. And we pray that this has ignited your heart today. God bless you and join us next time for another episode of Igniting Hearts with Benjamin and Tara Dietrich. Bye.